All right, sorry about that. I was scrolling. Uh, so Bill Connolly has released his first uh, SP plus uh, projections of the year. Uh, Nebraska is not in the top twenty-five. If you are wondering, it's okay. It's only um, February. Let me scroll through here. Uh, I'll find it. Um, so that is out. Spring football has already started at Appalachian State in Hawaii. They are 39th, by the way. Okay. In reality, it's always spring top football. Top 40. In top 40. There you go. Uh, all right. So college football will be here before you know it. And that's the main takeaway here. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, UCLA's 37th. So we've been talking a lot of UCLA football lately. You know, brewing, brewing overreaction the last two days. So there you go, 37th for UCLA. Uh, so they didn't take Tony White. So Matt Rule last night was on the uh, network, had a discussion with uh, Greg Sharp, not related, spelled differently. <laughs> Greg decides to put an E on the end of his name. Not sure why. But you did, know you, did you get uh, tweeted at last night? Hey, I liked your conversation with Matt Rule last I night. I did not, but you know what's going to happen this weekend? Baseball. Baseball. Yep. Guys, gonna, they're going to say something during the broadcast, and someone's gonna, either going to say, "Hey, I really like what you said there," or "What the hell are you even looking at?" Like, and then you'll go ahead and forward to the you only feel like one, Frankie Fiddler the, warming the, up. The only one that I have <laughs> responded to because I just let him go. Yeah, um, is some guy was listening in his combine last spring. Yeah, and he said, "Hey, I just want you to know we're out here. Can you give me a shout out?" Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And so you so, want to make sure he gets. So the I shout responded. Out. And I put Greg's yeah. Twitter on there. There you go. Yeah, because I didn't want the guy to be driving a combine. Yeah. And, Pissed at Greg because he didn't recognize him. Yeah, and yeah. you're and you're a man of the people. That's that's worth a shout out. So Tony White uh, is staying at Nebraska. And Matt Rule talked about it last night. Uh, man, Matt Rule loves him some Tony White, and I think he feels an obligation to help Tony White's national profile increase mm-hmm. by this being a good year. I mean, everything they're doing, you can get the sense of urgency. Now, I also ask a fair question. I think it's fair. Matt Rule has to be better as a head coach. He'd probably say that. Matt Rule, Matt Rule, everybody's talking about improvement from year one to year yeah. two. Matt Rule in game and clock management yep. has to be better year two. Mm-hmm. Has to be. So he has, he, he's not, I don't think he's avoiding this, but I'm including him in the sense of urgency is everybody has to get better. Mm-hmm. But listen to him talk about Tony White last night. It just kind of reiterates the point, you know, that that's a staff that, there's really not a lot of egos. It's almost like a positionless staff. They all have input. They don't separate where, yeah. hey, my buddy is in this tier. You're in this tier. Uh, Tuyoti, you're in the third tier, so we're not going to talk to you because you're one of the new guys. N- none of that crap. Um, but his his honesty about having a discussion with the UCLA AD uh, and how he likes Tony and wants to help Tony get to where he's going, If I'm if I'm somebody else on that staff, and even on a support staff, I'm like, man, that's a guy I like to work for. Mm-hmm. Now, Rule's hard on guys. Okay, Rule grinds. I mean, you have to grind to work for Matt Rule. It's not for everybody. Okay, and he holds you to a high standard. But, man, you're putting in some hours. He expects a lot, especially if you're in that recruiting office, man. They, phew. But if you do him a solid, he strikes me as the guy that's going to do you a solid yeah. because he wants the best for you. And we went through a stage where uh, this story has been told before, so this isn't new. It's not like past bringing up old stuff. The Cincinnati Bengals wanted to hire Greg Austin. And they went to the head coach at the time at Nebraska, and he did not give him a glowing recommendation at all. And so the Bengals completely backed off Greg Austin. They wanted to hire Greg Austin as an assistant offensive line coach Mm -hmm. was the job. Basically what Ryola was in with Chicago. And I put that next to here in rule talk about Tony White, how we're all like, no, 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 don't get the guy out of town. The rule's like, no, no, no. We're going to help guys in their professional life 
succeed. Now, it also looks better on my resume. That guy worked for me, and now he's a head coach. Yep. But it's just a change of philosophy that I, I will, I will, I am on this kick of the familiarity and the continuity of that staff, how much of an impact it will have when we get to the fall. Because guys like each other, mm-hmm. and you spend a lot of time with each other away from your family. That's not, that's not always the case. Somehow Rule's been able to do that with the current guys that have headsets on Saturdays. Yeah, and, and seeing what these guys can accomplish, like if we're talking position groups, what they ultimately accomplish, not only on the field, but if they're able to go to the league, obviously that's that's very gratifying for those coaches. But I think also to the to the point of what Matt Rule is talking about with Tony White, I think it's pretty gratifying that you know you're putting in that time that your head coach is going to bat for you. He mentioned something yesterday, and I'm kind of paraphrasing what he said, but about... I know Tony White's going to bust his ass for me, so I got to show him at the end of the day that I'm working yeah, for him too. There's an obligation there. Yeah, and and I, I think to be really good this year. I, I think to 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 verbalize that if he's making that public, clearly he's sending that message to his coaching staff too. I thought it was also very interesting for the rest of that staff on the defensive side, where Matt Rule said he feels like they have maybe three or four coordinators on the defensive staff. So he's also letting those guys know that yes, if that position comes open. I got the confidence in you guys that you can be elevated to possibly a DC position as well. Uh, so it, it, I think what he was saying about Tony White also kind of went twofold for you know for a guy like Evan Cooper, for Rob Dvorak, for Terrence Knight, and for everybody who's involved in that defense, even even staff members that are on the analyst side too. I, I just feel like if you're sending that message and those guys know, you're not questioning that work. I mean, you shouldn't question that work after a 5-7 and seven season to begin with, but you're never questioning that work as long as you know, yeah, I'm going to put you through some stuff, guys, but at the end of the day, we all want the same thing, and I am going to go to bat for you. That's a powerful yeah. thing when you have a staff like that. So there's a lot of – got to be prepared, okay? The Super Bowl was won in part because Andy Reid was prepared and Kyle Shanahan was not for situations. You play mm-hmm. situational football. Um, what you're going to do in overtime? I know people are walking it back on what they said after the game with the Niners. Let, let's be honest. Shanahan failed on that. Yep. Okay. He was, he he missed the little details. He had even admitted and, he didn't and, tell the and, team. Andy Reid is Mr. Detail Guy. Yep. So I've cautioned people don't be excited about 85 and how Nebraska's scholarships are bloated right now. They'll figure it out. Okay. It, it's not going to impact me or you. Mm-hmm. It would impact them if they didn't take care of it, but they got a plan. They'll take care of it. It'll. They'll be fine when they open up fall camp, okay? They're not going to skirt the NCAA. There's also, he did something last night, kind of subtly, is we are starting to wonder, okay, what happens when Tony White leaves? Yep. One thing about Saban that I don't think gets enough run is Saban lost so many assistants during his time at Alabama that Mm -hmm. went on to be head coaches or coordinators somewhere else, and they never missed a beat. That was one of the great things. He was able to keep hiring guys. Okay, that's a sign. Hayden Fry. I I was an Iowa kid growing up. Loved the Hawkeyes. Loved Hayden Fry. I scratched where it itched. <laughs> and he had a great staff. But when those guys started to move on and got head coaching jobs, he wasn't able to replicate the quality of assistant coaches, mm-hmm. and so the program took a dip. That'll be the sign of rule here because this, if Nebraska has success this year, that staff will be very popular in the NFL and for coordinator jobs because they have some young guys coming up that are bright football guys that would, you know, might want to bump to be a coordinator if that's what their goal is, and they they don't see that path at Nebraska. Um, what do you do to replace those guys? Rule last night basically told me that he's prepared. Yep. Tony White's going to leave, and he is prepared for the next DC. You guys don't need to worry about it. 
we're okay. I've already thought this out. I would not go to bat for a guy to get a job away from here if I didn't have the plan B. And I got the plan B, and his plan B, to me, reading between the lines, is it's internal, which which we've all kind of assumed. Yeah, it's exactly when I mentioned that he he mentioned that they had the three – I think he said he might have even said three, but we got some young guys that we feel will be coordinators and can be coordinators. Right there, told me, a he's also letting them know there's there's that possibility for you here, but also a promotion from within is huge. It, it is. Look it, what it, it does to this radio station. Well, people that have worked here that have gotten promoted to on air jobs. Look, no, it does. It does for the morale. Mm-hmm. It does for the next person that comes along and fills their role as a part time board yep. off for UNO basketball that knows that. A person that was board hopping for me three years ago has a full time on air position yeah. in this building. So yeah, it, it it it's all it's all it's all about like a connecting the dots mm-hmm. to to build up a a organization or a company um, where there's you know the stakes are extremely high. Right. Well, and and you think about it too from maybe an analyst role, if you're sort of brought in and you're not part of like the the original crew of you know matt rule and some of the stops that he's made so you know essentially you're, you're kind of like a tony white where i know tony white's not an analyst but if you look at guys from the outside how attractive that opportunity might be in nebraska because you know you're gonna there's gonna be a lot that's demanded out of you but you know that there is going to be an opportunity to either promote from within or you're going to have a head coach that's going to give you a lot of good recommendations that this could be a great stepping stone to either a bigger role at nebraska or wherever you want to go in college football. So I, I think it serves two purposes, both internally to have that continuity, especially with the players too, because they always appreciate that. Hell, I was watching the Deshaun Foster reaction from the, the players when they rolled him out yeah. there. And they were, I mean, they were through the moon happy. They, they seemed they, like they, it anyway. They introduced him. They, they, they did. Because when you said they rolled him out there. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, they didn't actually roll him out there. <laughs> and Deshaun Foster looks like he could still play, by the way. But uh, when they did introduce him, he, I mean, they were, they were through the roof excited because that's a guy that they already know. It's a face they already know. It's a guy that's already been going to bat for. And, you know, he was getting emotional during his, uh, his press conference about how much those guys mean to him. That's a powerful thing to 18 to 22, in some cases, 23 or 24-year-olds. But they know the real deal. And so that's where I think of guys that start within that you're seeing. Maybe you're not even seeing them on a day-to-day basis on the practice field, but you know they're involved. And then all of a sudden they get promoted. It, you're right. It, it's a morale thing, not just with the coaches, but with the entire team as well. Is he going to have Steven Davis and Jake DeLome on his staff? Should. <laughs> <laughs> all former Great Panthers. Panthers. Maybe, all maybe, hey, Peppers. Julie, new, new Hall of Defense. Famer, Julius Peppers. Sam Mills. <laughs> what, what, oh, God, I just had a, a total obscure quarterback. Um Todd the, Collins. Give me Todd Collins. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, little known fact, Carolina's never had a Super Bowl parade. Kansas no. City's going to have one for the third time in five years. Well done. Our, we, we, we're borrowing him from Broadcast House, our sister station in Lincoln. The mighty KLIN, which uh, birthed Gary Sharp. It is uh, Cole Stokelis, <laughs> who is our 1620 The Zone correspondent, fellow diehard chief fan, who once again has taken the family to the parade, and he joins us now. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. It is a good morning to have a parade. It is elite <laughs> parade weather, and, and, and we Chiefs fans know a little thing about parade weather, so uh, yeah. I'm excited. I know you're fired up. I wish you could be down here with us. Okay, so this is, well, first of all, before we go any further, I'm supposed to ask you a question. Who is your favorite uncle that lives in Gretna? Oh, did, uh, did Uncle Mike tell you to say that? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, okay. 
Well, I guess I'll say Uncle Mike for purposes of this radio appearance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so you're, you're, you're taking the family once again. You're the good luck charm. Uh, the weather is better. What about our viewing spot? Where are we going today to watch the parade? So we'll be at 12th and Grand. We'll be on the west side. So if you're over there, come say hi. I've got the four kids uh, and my dad. So it'll be oh, cool. a, a six-pack of us down there while uh, our, our friends in red jerseys will be enjoying their own six-packs. Yep. So uh, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a spot there. We'll see the buses roll by. We'll get to wave to Taylor Swift's boyfriend, and we'll see the best player in the world enjoy a few Coors lattes. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. Hey, what, what's the open container policy out there? Is it just uh, don't care, don't ask, yes. and we're just going to turn our back on it? I mean, it's, it's pretty much a free-for-all. Okay, you'll see, you'll see just about everything down there. That's the way it should be. All right. Now you went to the oh, Ro- yeah. you went to the Royals parade too, right? I did. Okay, so you just you're a man yeah, that lo- you're that, you're a man that loves a parade. I hey, when your team wins and they're they're three hours away, you got to go say hi to the team and thank <laughs> them for their service. And yeah, it, that I'll tell you what this this weather is going to rival that Royals parade that was in November too. That's what that I was, said. That's true. That so, was the best one yet, but but today might be better. So okay, so we're, as you're we're navigating your way to your spot at 12th and Grand, what's What's yep. the crowd like compared to like last year? Uh, I'm not quite to the spot yet, so I, I'm I'm anticipating it will be even more people this year because of the weather. Um, but yeah, it's it'll it'll uh, it'll be it'll be packed. I mean, it'll be by the time it gets to be about eleven o'clock when the they start rolling the buses down Grand, it's it's going to be uh, probably an entire block's worth of Chiefs fans uh, packing the entire street. Yeah, school's canceled again all over the Metro. Oh, nice. Their hey, Metro, not ours. Hey, yep. hey, Cole, can you, and maybe you need to tweet this out later, uh, I want to know if there is going to be a strong presence of actual just Swifties, too. I mean, where you might have to explain a little bit of what yeah. happened in overtime and why the rules were a little different. Yeah. You know, things like that. Because uh, I anticipate, even with Taylor Swift not being there and on her way to Australia, that there's still going to be you know the Swifties there to represent her. Yeah, that that is a good thing to look out for. I will uh, I will keep an eye out. I've got one with me actually. My twelve year old big Swifty, <laughs> she's pointing out all the eighty seven jerseys for me. So okay. yeah, that'll that'll be an interesting uh, element to this year. <laughs> um, well, because you know we uh, we used to be on seven to eleven. So the first time you went to the parade, you got to be a man on the street, and so we got to interview people that were pretty inebriated. You were, I think you were in the afternoon that year. Was I? Okay. Oh. I mean, they all, they all run together you on my when way back through the last five. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Okay. The, these taking the kids to steak and shake after the parade. These you subtle chief flexes by you guys are are fantastic. <laughs> hey, uh, also one quick thing here because uh, you're just a Kansas City guy across the board. Um, thoughts on the uh, location of the ballpark, which won't be very far from where you're at today. Yeah, it, it's it's nice to know where it'll be. Hopefully, they get the uh, the tax situation resolved. Uh, look, I mean, the, the owner's hell-bent on doing it. It's, it's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, it, it's right there by T-Mobile. Sounds like they're going to have uh, actually more parking, pa- more, more parking spaces within 10 minutes than they have at the current site. So hopefully that won't be an issue. And, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking forward to getting down there once it's done. It's, Kaufman's been great, but, I mean, here's to, here's to the new shiny place. I, I will be looking for you and the uh, family, so try and get on TV, please. We'll do our best.
right. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you for the call. Good. Uh, keep up the good work down there in Lincoln. Will do. Any anytime we get a Chiefs parade, I'll be down here for you. No problem. I like to be here for next year. Oh, okay. uh, thank you. Uh, All right, be safe, Cole. <laughs> yep. See you guys. Uh, Cole Stupenholz. Yeah, in Chicago. No, Nick, Nick, I'm, I'm sorry, but it'll happen every year. That's just the administration. <laughs> it's 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 their reign. I will tell you guys this: if Chicago does do it in my lifetime, I don't even care if I'm like I need to be pushed. I will be in Chicago. Hey, you should. I wanted to go to the Blackhawks 2015 uh, parade. And had a little scheduling conflict. Reese and, and his kids will pick you up. Yeah, it might, yeah, it might happen that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that is that is the goal. Like, had Cleveland won it in 2016, maybe I might have. But the Bears, it's a no brainer. I would go. Uh, I will say this as um, somebody who just recently purchased my Super Bowl hat. I got a nice collection. How are they looking? They're not yeah, too they loud. Don't, they don't look much different from last year's hat, but they say Vegas on the side. Okay. No. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes has a better chance to win the MVP next year than three P. You are so modest. I respect that. You were well, modest I, all season long. So hey, even I mean the machine that New England had. I mean it's three peating is hard. Even though I, I agree with what I think you said this on Monday or Tuesday that the Chiefs actually might have a better team than they did last year. They will. But but you got to have things go your way. Exactly. So yes, it's exactly. You've avoided knock on wood major injuries. Yep. So yeah. A year from now, the Texans will be celebrating their first championship. We'll all be wondering <laughs> but, how and why. But a big thing why 15 is not going to go away. There's a guy that truly loves football, loves yeah. competition, mm-hmm. uh, is loves not the prep. Is going to evolve because he's kind of evolving still as a quarterback at 28. Mm-hmm. Um, the the biggest thing will be for Kansas City, and this was the same way with the Patriots and any other dynasty that has been out there is you've got to get your core guys and they have about a four to five year window when they're all at the peak of their career, Mm -hmm. which Kansas City might be able to make it six or seven. But you also have to have a great front office. They do. That can know when it's over. And you don't wait a couple of years too long. You react accordingly. And so you start building that next run at a dynasty well, maybe you take a slight step back. Instead of winning 12, you win mm-hmm. 10. I think oh. that's a big thing with these dynasties is you you love it so much. I mean, look at the Royals. And, and the Royals weren't a dynasty in baseball, but you know, back-to-back trips to the World Series. Nice they tried run. to run it back in 16. They almost yeah. waited too long. Mm-hmm. And now they're in an abyss right now. Of, you know, they haven't been back to the postseason. That's the thing with these dynasties is you wait too long. You want to squeeze one or two more years. The smart people go... No, no, no. I can feel it. We've got to do this to prepare so that when you... Because the Cowboys were the same way. Mm-hmm. You they fall, didn't do it in the late you, 90s. You fall off a cliff. And they're still there. Yeah. yeah. Part of their 28-year plan. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm... Uh, again, <laughs> it sounds so funny because I can wish that if the Bears were able to ever get to a, a situation where at least they have a championship window. That doesn't even mean they're winning a championship. But having a window, there's hope that yeah that yeah. you're. This is where I, I maybe I'm seeing some early parts of Ryan Ryan Poles compared to Ryan Pace, the old GM, where he's kind of thinking ahead. When I th- and one of those true signs is you're trying to build up draft capital as opposed to just burn off draft capital so you can overspend or you know overreach for a player. To me, that's where it starts. And, and Ryan Pol- or yeah, Ryan Poles comes from Jimmy Johnson. He, he comes from Brett yeah. Veach. He comes from that tree. He understands that you start building up that capital. I mean, think about the Patriots too. 
the amount of draft capital that they would always build up. To me, that's always a sign of good management if you're looking to have a chance in that type of competition right there. What you said about receivers, they don't overspend because they're smart at drafting and evaluate. Yeah, that. Patriots never so, did. There's a line. Randy there's, Moss, maybe. Yeah, so there's Isaiah Pacheco has been 0.3 and 0.4% against the cap the first two years. Look in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's got to pay Jefferson. Yep. But, man, history tells you 21 of the last 24 Super Bowl winners, the quarterback has been the highest-paid guy on the roster or he's on his rookie contract. Right. So if you're going to keep Cousins, are you going to let Justin Jefferson be paid more than Kirk Cousins? Yeah. And 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 even though Jefferson is as great as he is, that takes a big hit yep. in Minnesota. So the Kansas City's done a really good job of before we have to blow the bank on Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to they're, they're going to keep Kelsey happy and he's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But before we blow the bank, let's move on yeah. and we're not spending a ton of money on wide receivers. You know, all this maybe is a moot point because you have 15 and then you have Andy Reid and you have Brett Veach working together. But they'll be, they'll be, they'll be, no, people can't go, oh, if we do what Mahomes did, no, because you don't have a Mahomes right. relationship. Right. What you have to do is, how do you design your roster in terms of the allocation of the cap money? Exactly. Where quarterback is number one and then work from there so there's certain positions just don't hamstring you. Yep. That's, that's why I'm curious about what they're going to do in Minnesota. Are they going to try and bring Cousins back? And then how much are they going to pay Justin Jefferson? Because he deserves to get paid. Mm-hmm. But should he be paid more than the quarterback if you really want to win a Super Bowl? No. no. I think I think that the answer simply is no. Shouldn't be. All right. Brandon Vogel is going to join us here in uh, a little bit. We come back. Uh, it is Valentine's Day. I got a question for all the ladies out there oh. and also the men. Okay. Love me. Love me a long time. All right. 31 past the hour. Your, Some do. That's your, is that your statement or your question? Some do. Um, okay. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm... I'm you know, I'm not a guy that's been like in a relationship for 20 plus years. Yeah, it's been. Uh, oh, I should know this. Uh, ten, almost ten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that seems about right. And then you get out. <laughs> <laughs> you get your decade in. <laughs> 16, 20, that's all. <laughs>